0: I don't think that you guys are here because you're bored or lonely I, I think you're probably here because uh you love our country uh you're patriots and, and you want to you want to somehow make a difference so uh i you know i i thought i'd tell how i got involved and and hopefully it will I- inspire you to to do something um, on some level when it comes to uh j6 and everything that's come out of that so back in you know 2020, around the election, I mean, I'd I'd always been a patriot. I'd go to rallies, I'd speak out on social media, whatever, Uh, but I was just a mom of eight playing on Twitter at the time. And uh, I, there was a a podcaster I'd been following at the time, and and he started live streaming on on election night, and I said, hey, you know, do you need a mod? Uh, And he said, yeah, build me a a team of mods, and and I ended up getting very involved on, on a different level than I had been. Uh, getting getting people online, you know, together and involved, and, and doing research and, and all of that. And we built a, a sort of little volunteer media team, and we decided that we were going to go uh, to the Capitol on January sixth. And we all went there together. We we you know we weren't like working there together, other other than all sending our our video footage back to this podcaster who's live streaming it all, all day. And uh, a- anybody who's who was there or, or who has heard about that day knows that there was just like no data on your phone, and and this is what they do—they jam it up. And as well as there's just so many people, there's no way. So I, I'm I'm there for the for the speech, the ellipse. It, it was beautiful. And The flag you talked about—it was you know I was right under. It. And we got to the point where where Trump said, you know, we're gonna we're going to march over to the Capitol. As, since I was there as media, I thought, I, I better get over to the Capitol. I left before he finished the speech. It was toward the end, but I thought, I, I better work my way through this crowd and start walking over there if I want to get a good spot, you know, to catch what's going on. I had no idea anything was, you know, going to turn sour at that point. But when I got over there, I, I, I saw no signs, no barriers. And, and this was pretty early. This was just after one o'clock. And there were already people up up at the um, the front lines, which is considered the, the second breach. So the first <laughs> breach was further down uh, toward the street. And then as you moved up right below the scaffolding, where the scaffolding was on either side, there was another line of uh, bike racks. And so I was there at the beginning when the police started reacting to overreacting i guess i should say because here i am standing here just videoing and i get shot directly from about me to you in the eye with one of those guns (coughs) full of of mace just directly in my face and i'd never experienced anything like that before in my life pulling around i can't see anything and nobody's helping because everybody else is being attacked at the same time and, you know, finally I had to grab someone and say, I can't see. And I knew there were stairs, and I was afraid I was going to fall down these stairs that go down to the street because I can't see anything at all. And finally, someone you know, poured some water on my face, which is, is not the best thing uh, at all, and, uh, and, and gave me a, a t-shirt. And so, it, you know, I went back down to the street. It took me a while <laughs> to, to recover from all of this, and, and I get back up just in time to, to video this, this second breach happen. <laughs> And then I turn, and I'm on that, the House side, so when you're facing the when you've got the House side on the right and the, the Senate side on the left, and, and so I'm on the right side, and and I turn, and on the front of that scaffolding facing the street, they, there's a door, there's like a plywood door. And I turn, and, and I'm about right here to you, and I turn and I see the door open, and a, and a, a female officer and a male officer are standing inside. sudden they just step back and there's there's metro police that have just shown up and they're they're everywhere they've just come up on the side but they're just milling around not paying any attention to us they step back open the door and just let us go in invited us in just like you've heard about the other entrances so i I get up to the top of the scaffolding and i and i look out and it's i have never seen so many people and i've been to march for life for years when we've had you know close to a million people there and this was this was close to twice that it was just it just went on and on all the way down you know toward the toward the ellipse toward the toward the washington monument and uh i remember just standing there at the edge looking down and, and there's you know um, tear gas still coming up everywhere and uh, but I just I just turned to the person next to me and I said this is history and and they kind of went yeah uh, you know I mean it was like it was such a powerful moment but I knew that this was this was gonna be a really important event but I, I ended up leaving not too long after that uh, I left by three met some friends to ride home, and we turned on, and, and I, I had not seen anything like what Tommy experienced. Nothing like that. Um, and I, we turned on the, the news on the way home, and my friend and I looked at each other and I said, this is not what I just experienced. What, what are they talking about? You know, that was the most beautiful, patriotic day I've ever experienced in my life. And and they're making it sound like it was this this insurrection, this coup, this this violent day. And I had only posted one picture on my own personal Facebook page. I said, you know what, I think I'm going to take that down. And and I did, and I removed it. So I had taken that down within two or three hours of, of posting that one picture. Go back home and continue on with my life and then start hearing about these raids and these arrests. And then I, I see on social media, a, a woman who's, who's here in Virginia, and uh, she's posting this video of, of an FBI raid on her home at five in the morning, taking her kids outside in the cold, no, you know, bare feet, crying, young children. And, uh, and I'm sharing it with my local friends saying, we need to help this woman listen to this. And they're like, I don't believe that. that that's not real. And I said, no, no, this is, this is real, I promise. I've, I've messaged with this woman, I've talked to her. This is the real deal. This really happened. And they think it's all fake. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but, you know, and I said from the beginning, I said, but when I heard how this was being portrayed in, in the media, I said, they're coming for us all. This doesn't stop here. I, I, I do know a little world history. I, I do know how this goes how this goes with communism all of that they steal the election then they start arresting dissidents anyone who's not going along and and right now it may be you know that it that it's us it's it's us that are on this patriot side and we know we know what's going on here but the people who are turning us in the people who are are calling us insurrectionists domestic terrorists all those other labels they don't get that they will come for them too. Once there's something that they don't want to go along with, that they don't want to believe, and we all know this. We all know what history looks like. Well, September of of, of 2021, um, I got a knock on my door, and um, I, I wasn't home at the time. And and my son called. It was in the afternoon, and he said, "Mom, are you in your studio?" And I said, "No, no, I'm not home." And he said, "Somebody's here at the house, and we live in a private." property nobody comes to our door and I said what who are they what do they look like said, It it's just a couple like they're nicely dressed like I'm like how old yeah like I don't know like 30s something like that i you know I'm like who are they I said are they feds and he goes I don't know and I said you need to find out who they are <laughs> so I I'm like scared to death I'm rushing home I get home and and uh you know, questioning my son and it was like 19 years old. And he's just, you know, I, he's, he's the one that had said, I told all my kids when, you know, when we were afraid that they were gonna come knock on our doors and and find out if we had taken the vaccine and all that, you know, at that point I had told my kids, never, ever, ever answer the door to anyone, you know, just, just don't <laughs> without permission from me. So, um, you know, I'm going, you of all people, you know, <laughs> so, uh, within five minutes of me getting home they're back at the door they're at my front door and i go to the front door open it up and i get badges in my face we're federal agents and uh we know you're at january 6 and we want to talk to you about it so i stepped outside uh, they questioned me it, you know when i was it, at the time it, this was still very new as far as knowing how this was really going down i knew not to trust them but here's the thing i didn't think for sure that they were federal agents but she had a pierced nose and he had a beard and i'm like federal agents aren't supposed to look like that you know (laughs) and then when i said when they when they left and i I said um can i have a card do you have a card and uh no we don't we don't carry cards it's not safe and uh you can look at our badges again and i said uh Can I take a picture?" And they said, no. And they put them away. Oh, and, and I had also said, the first thing I said to them was, I was there at media, I have a media badge, would you like to see it? And I think, I really think that that was like my saving grace. So I had saved it, I went inside, I brought it down, showed it to them, and um, anyway, so they said, you can check uh, by calling the Washington field office, here's the phone number, and our names are you know, and they gave me their first names. Okay, so I thought, I thought federal agents, their first name was special agent. Yeah. So I was a little confused, you know? Um, so of course, I, when, I, when I call the field office, they're like um, laughing at me, you know? Yeah, so I get an attorney involved because I'm scared to death. You know, and the things that go through your mind when, you're, when you know what's going on, you, I, I, I even went to the point of, should I run? I mean, I was that scared. So um, I, the attorney, too, he starts trying to look into... He, he's trying to find out if they're they're real agents. He's not getting any response. He doesn't know what's going on. So this goes on for two months. Two months later in November, I guess, of of 2021, the same two agents show back up at my door. Well, at that point, I said, you can talk to my attorney. And they're like, oh, we, you, you said we can... You, you would talk to us and I don't uh-uh. I said things have changed and uh, I, I ended up having to sit down uh, at the FBI building and, and be interviewed uh, with my attorney for like an hour and a half and uh, they their whole line of questioning was uh, what was the plan who were you working with they were looking for this big plan who was working together and I'm thinking everyone I knew that was there we were just there like because we were using our free speech because we believed the election was stolen and and we were doing what we always do we protest we go to rallies so um you know that that at the end of it uh they they just wanted my video and uh at that point I was like sure you can you can have my video and uh as far as I know, that was the end of that, uh, you know, who knows, <laughs> who knows, because uh, I certainly have not been quiet uh, about any of this. And that at, at that point, um, I started to focus more and more on uh, the, the January 6th, just focusing on that. And by uh, August of, of 2022, I decided I wanted to, you know, like a five day a week update. And so that's when I started my podcast, Justice and Jeopardy, last August. And that started out as a 20 minute, uh, five days a week update, but it, it, it quickly grew to more than that. Um, I started averaging about 45 minutes a day. I've had, had some that are um, an hour and a half. But at this point, I have, I have, um, I've interviewed over 60 of the J6 defendants, many of those several times as well as uh, many of their family members, other people who are involved on the front lines, um, like, like Tommy and, and Tammy, and uh, m- many of our good people who are, who are just fighting this on a daily basis. But you know, my, my mission is to, to bring awareness to this, to educate the public. And I mean, that's the only way that we get justice. We have to have truth before we get to justice, because we, we, we can't get there without it. <laughs> And so my my podcast has been a platform for their voices, for the voices of the voiceless, for those who are unheard. Um, And also, you know, our our J6 community, it's it's like family. Anybody who's involved in it will tell you like that. Uh, We just really are a family. And we have had a lot of tragedies that have happened, suicides, and, and recently there were a couple people who had been arrested. Who cut off their, their ankle monitors and and took off? Uh, you know, there's very many sad stories. There's there's many families where the wives have left. Um, they've taken everything, so they get, these men and women inside know that when they get out, there's there's nothing left. There's nothing. Their families have abandoned them. All of that. And you know, when when people are in the community, when people who are involved in this and they have the community to back them up. That's, it's so different, because these people know what's going on and and they can stand there with them and they can be behind them. And we know that there are so many people, I mean, you know, there's been around a thousand arrests and we know that there's so many that we haven't reached. We find find new ones every day. People finally find their way to, to somewhere in our community and then it's life changing for them. We've seen that happen with families along the way. So that's another reason that I, that I keep doing the podcast is because I'm hoping that these people who haven't heard that there's this community, that there's other people like them, will finally hear and they'll finally know and, and we'll finally be able to help them so that they don't end, you know, something tragic happened in their life, that they that they have hope and that they have strength and, they, and then they have courage to come forward and tell the truth because I truly believe if, You know, we didn't have these attorneys, especially who, from the very beginning, were like, "Oh shh, don't talk, don't talk." Mm -hmm. If everyone that was going through this had stood on the rooftops and shouted the truth, if we had done that from the very beginning, this would have ended a long time ago. So I, I, you know, I encourage you guys to, uh, you know, the Tucker thing is has been a good start. It's really woken up a lot of people, and we've got things like that happening. But I think, as far as getting getting the truth out and humanizing all of these people going through this um sharing sharing things like my podcast that have these people telling the stories in their own words can really really make a difference so i encourage you to to watch these episodes um to learn about all of these different families and uh yeah, I, I have, John Nellis is, has been on, on my show several times. He's kind of a regular. Um, as are all the guys in the D.C. Gulag. Uh, and, and you know, I've just, these people have all become my friends. You know, I never in a million years, first of all, thought I would be in front of a camera. Um, <laughs> or second of all, um, that I would be fielding calls from federal prisons all day long. <laughs> I just got to the point where I'm like, I can't get this right. I mean, at first it was like, oh my gosh, okay, i got to help them all. i got to help them all. And, and then it finally gets to the point where you're like, I, I've got to do other stuff. Because it, it's become my life 24-7. Yep. And I wouldn't be doing anything else. I, I would not because I'm so passionate about it and I think it's so important. And the reason I'm in this is because, as I said, I truly believe they're coming for us all. And I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for my grandkids. And I'm doing this because I want to see our republic restored. And there's no (laughs) way we can do that if we don't work together and we're not loud and bold and getting the truth out there. And that's the only way that that we win this. So, you know, I I appreciate all of you so much because just, just being here means that you are, you're fired up, you know what's going on. And you, you want to somehow stop what's going on in this country, the tyranny and everything else. My initial interview on my okay. Sovereign Souls podcast, and it was uh, a guy named, uh, he went by on, on online, but his name is Joseph Thomas. He got out on bond uh, when he was first arrested, which was in uh, May of 2021. And I came across him online and, and said, you know, will you come on my podcast and tell your story? He said, well, I, you know, I've, I've got 10 charges. Um, I'm, out on, I'm out on bond and I... Uh you know, I saw a recording of the guys in DC singing the national anthem. And they do this every night at nine. And he said, I I feel guilty that I'm not in there. I don't understand why I'm not in there like everybody else. So I'm starting this campaign. Um, and it's gonna be hashtag sing for freedom, and I wanna get I want I want it to increase the patriotism in this country, I want it to bring awareness. To what's going on. So he started that campaign, and, and I just jumped in with him with that at the very beginning. And my son here, Charlie, he's got a switch. Sam, for a minute, Charlie. So he he sings. Any of you that who've seen it, he sings with me every night. It's kind of become a thing for us. So we uh, we record we record the anthem together and uh, and we post it on social media with hashtag sing the number four freedom. And um, guess what? It's nine o'clock right now. Would you guys like to sing the anthem with the guys in the sun? Yes. stripes and bright This is, a, this is a campaign uh, to bring awareness. It's a ribbon campaign. So, you know, we've all seen ribbon campaigns for this, that, and the other. Uh, but these are yellow and orange. So we've got the the yellow to, you know, for bring them home like, like we do with uh, with military. And then we've got the orange for, for their jumpsuits uh, to bring awareness. And, and you can wear these. And, you know, people are going to say, what, what's that for? And so it's a great way to start a conversation about what's going on. That we've got... You know, we've got about 120 men and women who are either detained or, or incarcerated right now. Uh, like I said, we've had a 1,000 arrests. They've told us uh, that they're going for 3,000. Last week, there were six arrests. It, it, I don't know if it's still going at this point, but for a long time, it was an average of one more arrest every day. Which is what they're so, going to do to get to 3,000. Yes, that's, that's how they're going to get to 3,000. I, I was at a CPAC the uh, week before last, and we had a, a, there was a big Brazilian um, yep. uh, presence there. Uh, Bolsonaro was there and he spoke and uh, I, I had the opportunity to meet several of, of these these Brazilians uh, and well I mean they they know what's going on so I don't know if, if you guys know but but we had January 6 well they had January 8 a year later same thing same thing and uh, I just had the opportunity to to interview a few of these people and I'm in the middle of editing right now, but I, I should have within the next couple of days uh, a podcast coming out that's, that talks about what's going on, and they are like, you know, this is the last bastion of hope, and they, they're coming here, and they're saying, you guys work together with us, work with the Brazilians, let's, let's end this in both countries, and let's turn it all around. So I highly There's recommend uh, watching this this episode and uh, and i'll have more of those going forward because i'm, I'm really going to try to delve into like the the political persecution that's going on in so many things right now in so many places did you ever find out why they wouldn't give you the name yeah why wouldn't they give you, did the name? you any resolution on that um no actually when they came back the second time uh you know and they they said well you, you told us we could come back and, and that's why I said no things have changed and then, and then I said you know at this point I've had to put out money for an attorney that I don't have well, I use them. And, and I said and that was just to find out if you guys were even real agents mm-hmm. and, and they said um, what do you mean we gave you your names I said you gave me your first names and they're like <coughs> no we didn't
1: no, so, so I think the, this, is, this is the
0: conclusion I've come to about why they looked like they did is because they were pulling agents off of everything. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They were pulling them off child trafficking. Yep. So these people were probably undercover, yep. yeah. and and that's why they look like that. And and they, they just give their names, right? Which would make sense yeah. for 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 all of them. The one FBI so, yeah, whistleblower. He said that's exactly what happened. He he, whistleblower because they were pulling agents off sex trafficking. Is that cases. is that Steve Friend? Yes, yeah, yeah, Steve Friend. So mm-hmm. yeah, he he's the he's the FBI agent uh, whistleblower who said uh, I, I'm not okay with these raids. So he's come out and mm-hmm. spoken out, and yeah, that's what we need. We need so much more of that because you you wonder how many of these people who are who are working for the government um, are are just going to go on like this and are willing to to do something that they know is wrong because they're that worried about their job.